Yeah. Woo. Let's go. <laughs> What's up, people? Hey. Welcome back to the Music Maniacs podcast with Side After Dark, your new favorite band. Yeah. I'm Dan Berg. I'm Siva Graffiti. And we got a good one for you today. Oh, yeah. We're switching it up a little bit. Usually, we'll pick like a specific topic, like one band or one genre or whatever. Yeah. But for this, <laughs> we thought we would uh, do something a little... Uh, New for us. Mm-hmm, a little different. We're going to have a little friendly debate. <laughs> um, Alice in Chains has been in the news a lot lately. Mm-hmm. Their album Dirt just went five times platinum like 30 years after it originally came out. Mm-hmm. They're about to do a new tour. And we were starting to talk about some grudge bands. Yep. And we were like, you know what would be fun? What if we just had a debate? A little one. And we had a debate about what band is better. Which? Between which? Nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> and Alice and James. <laughs> so I'm Team Alice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Steve is Team Nirvana. Yeah. And I, I just want to say, you know, we both love both of these bands. Absolutely. You know, this is just a debate strictly for entertainment purposes. We hope you enjoy. But with that being said, f- Nirvana. What? <laughs> Alice and Chains. Whoa, whoa. Let's get ready to relax. Run. talking about nirvana and we're talking about alice and chase these are two bands that deserve their own podcast separately absolutely and we'll probably each separately get one at some point but for now we're talking a lot of shit (laughs) and um this is gonna be fun because half of you are gonna really love what i'm saying yeah half of you are gonna love what seif is saying yeah and the rest of you are gonna hate respectively what the other person is saying yeah so (laughs) we're gonna get a lot of hate views maybe yeah but hopefully the love views will cancel it out you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) so okay so how do we like give some some background on both of the bands first and they go into it yeah and their style of music like why are we why do we have these bands going head to head right you know what i mean they're both from um, Seattle, Indiana. <laughs> you know, it's a little known town. So should we talk about the backstory of Nirvana or Alice in Chains first? Uh, let's do Alice first. I mean, they both represent, uh, to a lot of people, the golden age of, like, you know, great grunge music. And sometimes people say the last era of really good music. That's true. Mm-hmm. That when when alternative music was still alternative. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> you know. And um you know alternative music is kind of mainstream now and we have uh, one band really to blame for that. <laughs> okay? But we'll get into that. So so the reason we're talking about them obviously there's really four a big super big grunge bands I feel in yeah. that that you know grunge era. Yeah. We got obviously these two Nirvana, Alice in Chains, mm-hmm. we got Soundgarden mm-hmm. and we have Pearl Jam. Yes. Um, but I just fucking love Alice in Chains and I'm like, let's fucking, let's, if we're going to do a grudge debate, let's, let's do it with Alice in Chains. Cause I can talk about them all day. Okay. All right? <laughs> so they real quick, we'll go through the history. So both bands are from Seattle, mm-hmm. um, with Alice in Chains. It's funny cause, um, so Lane Staley, their lead singer mm-hmm. was in a band called Alice in Chains yeah. before the Alice in Chains that we know. Yeah. And it, but it wasn't Alice in Chains with an I N. Right. It was just with an N. Yeah. Alice in Chains. You know? <laughs> Hip hop. No, just kidding. Yeah, yeah. It was a really, it was a cool thing to do at the time. You know what I mean? It's the eighties. You know, people were messing around with uh, spellings yeah. and things, you know. Um so Lane was in a band called Alice in Chains. Then we got this guy, Jerry mm-hmm. Cantrell. Yeah. 
They should have put a Z at the end of chains. Allison Chains. <laughs> Three Zs. Three Zs. That's the only way to do it. Um, so, so Jerry, uh, he was also living up in Washington, and he was going through a kind of a troubled time when he kind of moved up and started getting involved with like Lane. Yeah. So his mom and his grandma died within like six months of each other. Yeah. And he was obviously in kind of a bad spot in life. He was kind of he was like homeless. Like his their family house got sold. Mm-hmm. He saw Lane's band when Lane was the singer. Um, and he was like, this guy's fucking amazing. Yeah. And then like a few months or weeks later, he just happens to run into him at a party, mm-hmm. like a house party. And there's like 19 or 20 at yeah. the time, like yeah. still very young. Mm-hmm. And, um, I guess Lane heard about what was going on with Jerry and his life. And he just being like a really nice guy. He was just like, Hey, like, uh, I'm living in this rehearsal studio. You want to be my roommate? And Jerry's like, fuck yeah. Exactly. Like, I don't have anywhere to live, dude. Yeah. Three hots and a cot. So, yeah, that, that's how it goes down, you know? <laughs> so so they're they're living in this rehearsal studio. And Jerry's like, I want to start a band. I want you to be in the band. But Lane's like, I'm already in a band. Yeah. So fuck it. Deal with it. <laughs> do, do something else. Yeah. He's like, all right, well, I do have um the number of a drummer that you should probably hit up. Mm-hmm. His name was Sean Kinney. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because before that, late or sorry, Jerry was actually auditioning for some bands with a bass player named Mike Starr. Yeah. And he hit up the drummer who was his number was given to him by Lane. Yeah. And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, we should jam. Um, what kind of music do you want to do?" And he's like, "Oh, I don't know. Like, um, you know, I got this friend who plays bass, uh, Mike Starr. Maybe we can get him involved. Like, see what goes on." And Sean, Mr. Kinney, mm-hmm. he was like. Oh, that's interesting because Mike Starr is literally my best friend and I'm dating his sister. <laughs> and they're like, oh, fuck, maybe this was something, maybe this was supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Who knows? So so they get together and they, they jam and they, they get together really well and they needed a singer. Lane still wouldn't do it. Right. Because he was already involved with a different band. Called Alice in Chains. <laughs> Coincidentally. <laughs> Um, so what they did was they started auditioning really shitty singers in front of Lane mm-hmm. just to kind of piss him off. <laughs> It'd be, just to kind of send a message to be like, dude, like, you know you're better than all these guys, right? Right, right. Apparently the last person that they had auditioned was a male stripper, <laughs> which is just funny. Um, and eventually Lane was just like, fuck, all right, dude, I'll be your singer. Shit. Yeah. And he was like, I'll be your singer, but you have to join this other band that I'm in or whatever he said to Jerry. And then Lane's other band that ended up falling apart. Mm-hmm. So then now all four of them are together. Yep. And they're like, well, what are we going to call this? And they were like, well, what if <laughs> Lane's like, what if we called it Alice in Chains, like my old band, but with an actual I N? Because they won't notice then, you know? No, Nobody's going to tell, but we're going to know. Exactly. It's like Clark Kent with the glasses. It's a know? big difference. Mm-hmm. It's a very big difference. Um, so he actually had to ask his old bandmates for permission yeah. to of use course. the name. Yeah. As you should. That's the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they get together and they're just fucking awesome. Jerry's a great songwriter, great guitarist. They're all great at their instruments. Lane has a fucking amazing voice. Mm-hmm. Um, they get signed. They put out their first album, Facelift. Does really well. Um, after that, this other band that we're, we might have to talk about later, um, <laughs> they they put out an album that makes the whole kind of Seattle scene like way more prominent. Mm-hmm. Um, then Alice in Chains puts out an album called Dirt, which is way bigger because now the whole alternative thing is just like more mainstream, mm-hmm. and they just keep putting shit out. 
Um, they put out the Jar of Dirt, or sorry, Jar of Flies, hey, which becomes the first EP ever to be number one mm-hmm. on the charts. Um, unfortunately, Lane is getting super addicted to heroin at the time. Yeah. And after another album, it's, he just kind of... Yeah. And um, he doesn't. He never really comes back. No. He he passed away uh, very young, unfortunately. Um, but Allison Chains continued. Mm-hmm. Fuck, why am I blanking on the new singer's name right now? <laughs> Not going to tell you in this debate. You tell me at home, people. I don't, <laughs> William Duvall. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Ha, what's up? <laughs> what, what do you got to say to now? Yeah. Um, I knew you'd get it at yeah. some point. <laughs> so he comes back. And then they're still making music. They're still around. Okay, so that's Allison Chains. Yeah. Okay, so tell me about whatever fucking band you were talking about. I am talking about the great Nirvana. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Which didn't have four, has three guys, because that's all you need to make a great band and an everlasting impact on the rock and roll culture in America and across the world. Three, not four. Take that, Beatles and Alice in Chains. All right. So How speak- dare you? <laughs> Continue, please. <laughs> all right. So I'll, I'll start with uh, Kurt and Chris who became friends around the high school because um, Chris uh, was involved with music and was playing bass like upstairs, just uh, messing around in his house. And Kurt had been friends with Chris's brother, Robert, his little brother, Robert. And um, one day they were hanging out at the house and stuff. And uh, Kurt hears Chris playing upstairs and he's just like, what's that going on up there? And he's like, oh, that's just my brother, Chris, the best bassist you've ever heard. But you won't know until a couple of years from now. He said that. (laughs) Did he really say that? These are facts. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I was like, wait, wait, wait. There's no way that really happened. Why did that not happen? Curse, mm, Chris, best bass player? Best mm. bass player. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little later. <laughs> but uh, so, keep going, please. And Kurt's like, well, yeah, what's that going on up there and stuff? And um, he's like, yeah, that's my brother. So um, Kurt, of course, became really interested. And Kurt had a demo tape because that's what you do back in the days in the 80s. You get your demo tape, gives it to Chris. And Chris thinks Kurt is cool and all. And, and Chris is like playing like he's a big record exec so he's like i'll listen to it <laughs> so Whoa, the, you know what the name of, the, of his band at the time tell us fecal matter yes kurt's band was because it was matter. shitty <laughs> <laughs> sorry i love you kurt and he's like hey, don't I, haunt me i could totally see that though because that's the setting like the late 80s early 90s not early 90s yet but it was the late 80s but it's around that time because the decade's turning and he's like yeah man you want to listen to my band fecal matter you know, and I could see you taking that with a straight face. Yeah. You know, just being like, oh, yeah, I'll listen to it. I, I honestly can what see What a good that. band name. <laughs> exactly. So <clears throat> months and months go by and Chris does not listen to this uh, demo tape at all. And then he finally does listen to it. And he's like, holy shit. He's like, this kid Kurt is pretty good. So he's like, you know what? We should do something musically. Let's get together. So they formed uh, Credence Clearwater cover band um kurt and uh chris did where kurt played drums because that's what all geniuses do before they become lead singers and lead Shout guitarists out to Wonder, for example <laughs> so kurt was drumming and chris was singing all of the fogarty songs which i mean i gotta hear myself i mean this probably was awesome yeah i want to hear what chris's voice is like yeah i see a man you know you know what i can say for sure it's not as good as Lane's. <laughs> it's better. 
So, <laughs> so they're like, Chris, Chris, your voice is just too good. It's better than this guy that could be called Lane Stanley. So we don't want you to sing in Outshine Lane. So we're going to have, no, I'm just kidding, everybody. <laughs> Please be patient with all my fake stories that I throw into real stories. No. It's fun for me to do these things. No. So. I'm calling you out every time. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, you know, they mill along and, you know, they go through kind of phases. You know, they do the little punk stuff from here to there. You know, they've kind of starting a little bit to get their own sound. They're done with the Credence and they need to get a drummer. They get their first drummer and they grow. They honestly go through a slew of drummers until they get to uh, Dave Grohl, who never heard of him. uh, You may or may not have heard of this guy. But they get into Dave Grohl and then they form uh, their band, which wasn't Nirvana yet. They start playing. They haven't called it that yet, but they're starting to get their buzz along, too. And they put out their first album, which does. okay. this is called Bleach. Well, Dave wasn't with them for Bleach. No, Dave wasn't with them for Bleach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, sorry. My bad. Sorry, everybody. I'm just trying to throw her off on purpose. (laughs) Can you tell? (laughs) I think Dave was the original drummer. <laughs> he was. No, just kidding. It was somebody by the initials of A, B. We'll just put him like that. Antonio Brown? No. <laughs> American Bandstand. That hmm. was their drummer. Hmm. Okay. But yeah, so they're milling along and they're just getting a buzz and they're ready, ready and steady to battle another band. Soundgarden. 30 years later. Yeah. That's what they said. They were like, we got to do good because they're going to be these two guys from Brooklyn. Um, these kids, they're going to be doing some debating on us, and we've really, really got to set trends. We've got to go astronomical on this shit. We got to show out now. Yeah. So in 30 years, we'll have solid arguments for our side. Exactly. Yeah, that's definitely what they were thinking. Yeah. It was in a book. It was in uh, Kurt's uh, autobiography. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what called was it? My Time. What was it called? My Time. <laughs> okay yeah i would i would read that (laughs) it was his time it was briefly his time Mm -hmm. and um yes wait so what was the last part that you said um they're just will we finally get dave into the fold yeah yeah, yeah. i'm going after bleach um we'll finally get dave into the fold and here we are we're a solid trio called nirvana and that's it Yes, and they were a big deal. Uh-huh, a pretty big deal. They start rising rising all over the place, and it's just like there's this new sound. The kids are like, what is this? It's heavy, it's gritty, it's grungy. It's grunge. <laughs> it's dirty. <laughs> what could we call it? Yeah, but we'll we'll get... Obviously, we'll, we'll go more into detail when we do actual full podcasts on them. Yeah. But, okay, so... I could, I really think I could, if we break this down piece by piece musically and as a band, I just think, I really do honestly believe that Alice in Chains comes up on top. No. I really, I'm not even just saying that for the camera. I really do believe that. But again, I do know Nirvana, but okay, let's. If you know me, right, Sifa, what do I always say about bands? (laughs) I like the biggest, most famous bands. Okay. (laughs) That's what Sifa always says. If they're big and famous, then they're for me. <laughs> Underground bands, I don't do it. Right? That's always what you say, right? Always. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's break it down, okay? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So piece by piece, drummer. Mm-hmm. I will, I'll give you, I'll give Nirvana a point. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will concede one point for Nirvana because 
Yeah, let's talk about why. Mr. Kinney is a great drummer. Yeah, absolutely. He absolutely. is a great drummer, but I will give it to Dave. I mean, why Dave is a great drummer, it's, it's, I kind of try to figure it out and listening to all other people. It's his kick drum. Mm. He does the craziest things on his kick drum. He doesn't go forward with the kick drum when you think he's going to. He delays it, just like at the beginning, um, the intro for, um, for Smells Like Teen Spirit. It's like a, like you, it's like a pause before he actually throws it at you. And then when it really gets into the breakdown, he almost does drum fills with the kick drum itself. Interesting. So that's, that's one besides his like heavy hands, like, you know what I mean? And his just crazy attitude. That is one of the reasons it's like he plays the kick drum as if it's two sticks on a drum. That is honestly a really interesting point that I never thought about, and I will. I'm going to give that one to you. Nirvana wins. Reluctantly. Podcast <laughs> over. Point. Peace. I wish we had a we had a, like a, a poster board we could like That'd mark points great. for for each band. We should animate one of our Funkos and have them walk over. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that would be so cute. If only we had a, a Cobain and a, a Jerry. That'd be so cute. <laughs> and they could be fighting each other. Okay, so so point one for Nirvana drums. Yeah. Let's talk about the bass. Oh man. All right. Let me put it to you like this. Let me t- <laughs> let me let me say it like this, people. Nobody listens to Nirvana for the bass. Is that fair or is that fair? Can I say that? The bass is a leader in so many Nirvana songs. The bass is copying Kurt in every song. <laughs> the bass- and look, I Chris seems like a great guy. He seems like a lovely person. I don't think he's that great of a bass player. Like, These are the things you tell people where you're about to fire them. I think you're a you're, great you're person. You're doing a great job. <laughs> you know, I like the improvement that you've shown, but I don't think it's going to work out. No. <laughs> here, look, he, he do, here, this is what I realized. I was thinking about this. The bass in Nirvana is like the drums in ACDC. Okay. It does what it has to do. Right. It holds it down. Yeah. I've never been listening to a... Have you ever heard anyone listening to a Nirvana song and they'd be like, oh, but that bass line, though? No, but the bass lines are very memorable, though. Very, I was going to say quintessentially. No, I was going to say they're so memorable. You know, you remember them with the song. You know what I mean? And you can just kind of hum them and people will know exactly where you're humming from. But I feel like it's basically just the rhythm guitar part. (laughs) Is it not? Like... Because to be fair, so it is a three-person band. So yes. I feel like the bass has to be a little more steady. Yeah. Because there's only, you know, you have one person playing guitar and singing. So he has to be very, you know, on the chords. Yeah. And I feel like the bass has to kind of hold it down like that. You know I'm, what I mean? I'm going to say, I'm going to split Kurt in two here. Because Kurt wrote about 99% of the Nevermind album. Mm-hmm. So he basically told Chris what to do. So Kurt is the bassist here. So Chris gets a point because no. Kurt is the bassist <laughs> no. and Kurt is blanketing. So Kurt gets a point. Chris Nirvana doesn't get a point. gets the point. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. And you're just you're proving me right. It's literally think about what you just said. Wait, hold on. Think about <laughs> think about what you Don't just said. Don't think about it, people. Just go with it. You said that <laughs> Kurt wrote ninety nine percent of the songs. Yes. 
That, in my opinion, is a point for Alice in Chains as a band, as a collective, because more of them are involved with the songwriting, yeah. whereas Nirvana is really Kurt Cobain's musical vision that he needs people to help create. Who remembers Mike Starr? Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows who that guy is. All right, Peter Mark Starr. <laughs> what kind know. of last name is that? You think you're going to be famous? Anyway. <laughs> We're gonna play this game. What kind of name is uh, Novoselic? He's Croatian. Okay. Born in Compton. Is your bassist born in Compton? Uh, I don't know where he was born. I'm gonna go with. You give us that Allison Chains. Name. I think he was born in East New York. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. So okay, Base. but. Mm-hmm. I think, and I, I'm not saying that people listen to Alice in Chains for the bass, right. but I do think that the the notes that he hits in the songs do make more of an impact as far as different like harmonic structures in the song. Like I feel like the notes that he hits are add more to the overall vibe of the song yeah. than the bass, which is pretty much following the rhythm guitar. And I really do mean that. I'm not saying that to be... We call this malarkey here in Brooklyn. Y'all tell us this. See, this is the good. This is going to be fun about uh, this because I want to hear from you guys in the comments. I yeah. want to hear all both sides. I want to hear who, what you agree with, what you disagree with. I really do think that Mike Starr added more as a bass player to the sound of yeah. Alice in Chains. And, and that's also a good question or a good topic. Like, well, what do you think? Like, if the bassist plays what the conductor wants the bassist to play, does that make the bassist? And if the bass lines are more like quote-unquote memorable like you know what i'm saying i don't want to say mainstream but more famous more well-known right does this make it a better band as opposed to some other guy who uh (laughs) decides to just go here there and just try to make you feel good when you're hearing a song for like three minutes and then forget all about him and then go put on nirvana yeah who cares about what a song makes you feel like right nobody cares about music and how it makes you feel (laughs) no one no nobody's ever cared about that all right so just let us know which is better okay okay (laughs) okay so so yeah so point for allison chains and uh, (laughs) (laughs) so then now we could talk about the guitar and the vocals yeah which as you may know in nirvana is one person Mm mm-hmm and in Alice in Chains is two people. Mm-hmm. Point. Nirvana. Debatable. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is debatable today on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Because, okay, obviously Kurt is great. I think he's probably the most talented single person mm-hmm. in the grunge era. Mm-hmm. Because he's playing the guitar, he's singing, he has a great voice, and he's writing the songs. Mm-hmm. And with Alice in Chains, this is the thing. I think, objectively... Right? This uh, I have no bias on this. <laughs> I think that Jerry is a better guitar player. Okay. Okay. Can I can we get that point? Give me that point, people. Okay. Okay. I think that Jerry is a better guitar player. Yeah. And I think that Lane is a better singer, but they're two different people. Yeah. Right? I really do think this. I think if you had the if one person could play guitar as well as Jerry and sing as well as Lane, that would be like an all-time top rock talent ever. Yeah. Like that, that's like... Slay. I mean, that's... A lot of people. That's a whole... That's a top musician ever. That's yeah. like fucking... That's like 
fucking Prince. Like that's yeah. Terry Cat. You know I, what I mean? When I listen, because uh, the vid- I used to, um, I'm just gonna say this. When when I was a kid and um, Alice in Chains videos used to come on, I hated them because they were just they all looked like the Jar of Flies T-shirt. Like I hated them, and I felt like this is a boys' group. This is like for boys to listen to. But mm, interesting. When the songs would come on, I thought Jerry and Lane were one person. I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, that's another thing. Like, so as far as harmonies, if if that's if that's a a point that we're giving, obviously Alice in Chains gets that fucking point. They don't. Nirvana doesn't really do harmonies that much. I mean, Dave's saying a little bit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 But he. But it wasn't like a big part of their sound. Really. Right. They don't do. And this is what this is what kind of like puts them into that kind of pop uh, mainstream stratosphere. They don't do harmonies, but they do melodies. And that's what it is. Like Kurt Cobain is a melody king. You're yeah. always gonna remember da 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 da. Like you're gonna mm, remember <laughs> one of the best songs ever. Mm, I don't know. You know, um, they Kurt does melodies really well. So it's like it's catchy. You can always hear it and stuff like that. As yeah. opposed to somebody singing to you and you're like, wow, I really like how those words hit me and how those guys sang together. That's the difference. And in terms of his guitar style. Well, he basically said that himself. Like, he hates the fact that people have to learn to read music. Like, he thinks it's a waste of time and total bullshit. And he only knew, like, four or five chords, Yeah, you know, on the first couple of albums. And he was like, he doesn't even like to use the words, like, chords and things like that. And he he technically was one of the sloppier guitarists, you know what I'm saying, in terms of playing and stuff like that. But so was Jimmy Page. So, Who? you know, <laughs> another king like Kurt Cobain. Mm. We should do. I don't know. We should battle Zeppelin with somebody else. I don't know who we would do it who with. Who the fuck is Zeppelin? I don't know. I, you and I would have to be like Jimmy Page or Robert Plant. That would be the only battle. Yeah, they can only battle the the, the Great Led Zeppelin Civil War. <laughs> be on the lookout for that podcast here. Um, but yeah, um, with Kurt, I mean, I, I I do feel like it's the melodies and it's his cavalierness towards the guitar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I definitely feel like he was being led by angels because he can't really he didn't really know you know what note to hit. Sometimes he's off key. Sometimes the 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 guitar sounds like quote unquote terrible in a way. Like you know what I mean. But it. It fits somehow where he can go up against a better lyricist and yeah. I mean a better vocalist and a better uh, guitarist than he is because he has that conviction, you know, where it's like, I don't care. So he's kind of being led by music itself and not yeah. necessarily training or anything like that. I mean, it's not like Jerry was fucking classically trained. No, no. <laughs> you know, but like... Jerry's just more analytical, I feel, as a person yeah. too and as a player. Yes. Yeah. So really, I guess in this in this uh case, it depends what your definition of good is. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Because if you take like just on a general level, like Nirvana the whole reason Nirvana got so big is because it had the heaviness, mm-hmm. but it also had the pop and like melodies and mm-hmm. Kurt was such a great melody writer mm-hmm. and that's what made Nirvana so great. Mm-hmm. But then if you're talking about just like musical, I guess, complexity, mm-hmm. then you're going to go with Alice in Chains. There's right. more going on there. There's more chord changes. They have the harmonies. And this is the thing I, I was going to say this about the harmonies. And you kind of said this a little bit earlier. There, it is really crazy when when Lane and Jerry were singing together, 
like you know you listen to a lot of bands you can, there's a lot of bands that sing harmonies right. and there's a lot of bands that sing great harmonies and you can like pick out oh well this is where he's singing this is where he's singing this is where she's singing wherever but when the two of them were singing together it was literally like their voices became one voice mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which i don't know that i've ever really heard that anywhere else no and it's i i love the hauntingness of both bands and the way they play but when i when i when you got to go for the hauntingness i i definitely feel like they have like such a like i could still fe- i can feel them like yeah. you know what i mean they kind of make your hair stand up in a way they're strange they have something but but that's not a good thing i don't want my hair standing up after i gelled it down all right so there. Way to mess up my hair, Alice and James. <laughs> I worked hard for this, okay? But yeah, so I do think so that's the thing. Like, I think the reason that Kurt is the icon and the legend that he is, is because he's one person that could write the songs, mm-hmm. could play guitar, and he did have a really great, really emotional voice. Yeah. And all of that was in one package. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the reason why he became like the the spokesman of a generation or whatever, or how people referred to him, yeah. is because he had all that as one. Yeah. But I don't know that individually his talents were as good as the individual talents in Alice in Chains. Lies. You know what I'm saying? I just can't take the lies. Anyway. I'm really good at lying. <laughs> 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 but yeah, like I was saying, because like if 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 it Alice in Chains, if Jerry and Lane were one person. There would be no question who who the more talented person is. Yes, Chris Cornell. Anyway, but, but. that's not how it worked. That's not how it went down. So, but I just think that overall, as a band, I think that the, that the individual members of Alice in Chains were more important to the band than, than necessarily the individual members of Nirvana, because it was basically Kurt's band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely was uh, the ringleader, and you know, uh, Dave's drums didn't come in until you know their second act pretty much you know so i mean i could i could understand that but they're still a better band and bigger band you know why because they could make stupid kids that hated them in school now revere them and love them and like them where alice and chains there's just good they're just gonna make the same kids that they hung out with listen to their music your friends bought your music alice and chains okay we changed a generation here in <laughs> oh so so correct me if i'm wrong but what you're saying oh god <laughs> is that whatever sells the most must be the best must be the best right there can't be anything underground that's good right not that's at what all that's what you're saying you're right? talking to see for the debatist now okay <laughs> right so Sifa so graffiti went home so if i took a shit in a bag mm-hmm. and it sold more uh bags mm-hmm than a fantastic Alice in Chains album. You would say that that piece of shit in the bag is more talented. Yes, don't you see how well Versace does? <laughs> <laughs> wow, I didn't expect that. That was good. Okay. Um, one Versace point for Nirvana. <laughs> but um, it was funny because I was, I was telling my friend that we were going to do this. And he was like, um, I'm not really, uh, I don't know much about Alice in Chains, but I'm going to go with Nirvana because they sell more. That's right. And I'm like, you fuck. That's <laughs> you <ticket>. poser fuck. <laughs> you don't know shit, dude. But, um, and then, okay, so let's, let's back up here. Let's mm-hmm, back up. Let's mm-hmm, back up. Mm-hmm. The thing about grunge that was interesting yeah. is that it was kind of a melding between metal and punk. Yeah. And... Where the different grunge bands kind of fell in different spectrums in between metal and punk, I feel. Yeah, and they should have just called it like pedal music instead. 
pedal pedal music. You have to have like a whole bunch of guitar pedals, <laughs> or it's you can't even call yourself in the genre. You know Not what I mean? At all. Um, so Nirvana, I always thought was a lot closer to the punk side of things. Yeah, definitely. Which I I love punk music. I respect punk music, but it is simpler music. Yeah. And Alice in Chains is definitely heavier towards the metal side. Yeah, yeah. Simple's good. So that's again, that's what we're saying. It's like really the I feel like the real debate here is like what is better? Like is simple and memorable better, or is more complex deeper. and more kind of deeper? You know what I mean? So yeah. like that's really I think like what this really comes down to in the end. Yeah. Well, let's get into the culture of the band and how the band thinks and how okay. they feel. But first, I want to okay. say, y'all tell us what you think about that. What do you think is more important? Do you think a memorable like a memorable melody is yeah. more important and just like catchiness or like different layers and things going on? Right. You know what I mean? Cuz yeah. there's definitely more layers to an Alice in Chains song. Yeah. Can we agree? So you Can say. we agree? Mm-hmm. No? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. What do you people think? Mm-hmm. Do you agree? Some simple layers are really good. Have you ever had peanut butter and jelly? Nope. Well, you're missing out. Just like you're missing out on Nirvana. I've never even heard of that. <laughs> How can you have peanut butter? There's butter and then you have peanuts. Like, I don't... You just, like, put peanuts and butter in a blender? Like, that sounds gross. <laughs> I'm about my health, okay? That sounds unhealthy. Anyway. Um... Uh, yeah, uh, Alice and Change, they uh, not necessarily were like statement type people. They just were kind of like more with the music and like making that. Um, I feel like with Nirvana, they actually wanted to come out and actually make a statement saying like, well, if you don't like somebody of another color, if you don't like somebody of another culture, if you don't like that, please don't come to our shows. Mm-hmm. And that was like kind of prolific for rock and roll and a rock and roller. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because rock and roll is kind of all about anarchy in a way. So you want anybody to come to your show. Like you don't give a shit if they're this, that, whatever. Like, right. you know, just come to the show and rec shop and like love the music and stuff. And Kurt's like, no, we don't want you there. We don't want your fucking money, basically, is what they're saying. So I think, I feel like even though they were selling like crazy. Mm-hmm. They didn't care about it. And that makes them better. Do you think Alice and Shades cared about what they were selling? Because they... Okay, so here... Okay, here's a point. Here's yeah. a point here. They weren't selling as well, but that didn't mean they were going to stop doing what the fuck they were doing. No. They, they were doing it because clearly that's what they wanted to do and they loved it. Yeah. And Lane and, and Jerry had a lot of things going on in their lives that they needed to express. Yeah. And they weren't necessarily doing it for the people or for their crowd. You know what I mean? They don't care about their fans. Is they that don't... what you're saying? Allison James hates their fans. I heard, I heard that. I'm saying that... Um... They're the Cardi B's of grunge music. <laughs> I'm saying that... Uh, they, they... <laughs> Come again? (laughs) (laughs) Say it again for the people in the back. (laughs) Forget about it. You missed it. (laughs) um, No, I just think, and I don't think, I think that both of them, I don't think either of them really gave a shit about being accepted or about, um, you know, like the masses necessarily agreeing with them. And I see what you're saying. Obviously, Kurt was more vocal about like, if you're, if you're this, like, I don't give a fuck about you. Or like, um, they were saying, um, like, like, I don't want, like, jocks listening to my music and shit. Yeah, yeah. He's, like, the same people that used to beat me up or listening to my music. He's like, what the fuck? But, no, I'm, I'm just, just, like, making a difference. You know, um, I feel like Kurt, without wanting 
the fame for the band and himself wanted you to know who he was you know and with mm. Alice in Chains they're like listen man you like it or you don't like you know what I mean we don't need you to know how we think per se like you know what I mean we're gonna pl- we're gonna let you know how we think through the music and not necessarily like <laughs> about like interviews and all that stuff right well i was gonna which made kurt more personable person and he was a type that you could just welcome into your home because he was like that and i'm not jerry and lane because you were scared (laughs) of them (laughs) well i was gonna say interesting so you're saying that perhaps they were letting the music speak for them as the art that they create interesting kurt and the boys are artists (laughs) kurt chris and dave they are artists the full round okay it's not only about the music it's about the impact there you go Right. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Um, so so let's con- let's continue on with their stories a little bit. Because yeah. there are there are a lot more similarities still. Yeah. Um, so they both put out unplugged albums. Yeah. That were fucking amazing. Absolutely amazing. And it's really I actually just thought about this. Really the unplugged albums were like the last uh breath. For both of those bands mm-hmm. in their like classic form, because again, well, point for longevity. Alan's the change is still around. Yeah, I just I'll throw that out there, and I'm not even trying to talk shit because obviously we know what happened with Kurt. Yeah, but Alice and Change is still around. And they still make great music. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's interesting with the unplugged albums. They would the unplugged album for Nirvana was basically their last big show before Kurt died. Yes, and their last performance with Alice and Chains. Lane was kind of already really sinking into the hair addiction for a while, mm-hmm. and he basically had disappeared for a while, and people were kind of like saying, like, oh, is Alice in Chains done, blah, blah, blah. Like, he was still alive, mm-hmm. but they weren't touring and shit. Right. But they booked the, the Unplugged performance, and that basically, and he basically came back for that performance. Yeah. While he was in the complete, like, throes of his addiction, and absolutely fucking rocked it. Yeah. That's an amazing show if you haven't seen it. Which I think is, I don't even want to say is better than like the story of the, the unplugged but i think that's actually really crazy that like he would be he could pull himself up when he was in that darkest moment of just like a lot la- like a swan song of like i'm we're doing this and i'm fucking putting everything into this yeah either you know that I mean? or some suit broke into his room and was like listen you're doing this or i'm slitting your fucking throat <laughs> it's one of the two it's mtv you know they're involved it's not uh, good. No, I'm just kidding. MTV, uh, you know, they did some things for some people. They did a lot of things for a lot of people, okay? And a whole generation. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, MTV. <laughs> um, yeah, and then, so, the way that the bands... Well, Alice in Chains didn't end, but I'm still... I'm talking about their classic era here. Yeah. I think it's interesting the different ways. So, obviously, Kurt died, and there's... um, We don't have to get completely into that. There's a lot of talk about how that actually went down. Yes, MTV did it. MTV. <laughs> they were like, we just want one last album. That's right. That's how they are. And the thing, um, the thing with Lane that was crazy is that he completely gave up, really, to the addiction. Yeah. Because he knew that it was going to kill him. And he literally said that, I know this shit is going to kill me. Yeah. And it, he he just like didn't have the power to fight it. Yeah. And I think that's something that you can kind of hear in their songs. Mm-hmm. Like, you can hear that desperation just as much as you can hear it in any Nirvana song, yeah. I think. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think so, too. Uh, that's definitely a similarity, a sad similarity, and but it does happen, you know. And, I mean, Kurt didn't give in to... Um, his drug addiction but if you know he did die the way 
everyone says he died he did give in to something as well you know what i mean he just could not take the fame anymore and so he decided that he's just had enough of it and like whatever pain he was going through as well he's had enough of that too so that's kind of similar yeah so these bands are really actually very similar Mm -hmm. but it's fun to talk shit yeah (laughs) i i want to know how many covers did allison chains do did they do any because if you don't do covers, you're not a good band. And if you don't make a cover your own, you're you're not a good band. I think Nirvana just wins for the man who sold the world cover by David Bell. Is it wait? Is that a category we're doing? Best cover song? Yes, yes, best covers. And Lead Belly. <laughs> Where'd you sleep last night? <laughs> Pull them out. Where are they? Where are the AIC covers? They're somewhere. <laughs> Not on the top of my head right now, <laughs> but um, but no, they just they just killed it. I just think that um, the depth of Alice, in, I think that the depth of the sound of Alice in Chains is way more impressive in a way. Mm, impressive, it, as in because I can take I can, I can really take hold of this. Impressive as in making like even making like a literal impression because like I say like every time I think of Alice in Chains like I can feel them right like, it's like the weirdest thing I actually feel them in my ears right you know and where but when I think of Nirvana it's more like I'm like up to get like it's kind of like a pop reaction you know I'm yeah. like up to get peppy I feel like an Alice in Chains song it, it's more of a it's more of a soundscape in a way yeah. like you can really just like kind of lose yourself into it yeah where Nirvana's kind of like let's let's go yeah. let's get up let's go yeah. So that's another question. It's like, again, there's really no right or wrong in this. We're just doing this for fun. But yeah. it's like, what do you guys think? Like, what when you listen to music, like, are you lo- listening to it to, like, get energized, to be in a certain mood? Or are you trying to, like, relax and be, like, contemplative? You know what I mean? Are you trying to, like, put yourself in the vibe of the artist? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, how how do you experience the music, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Right. Yeah. That's a good question. Because that is really another huge difference. Well, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, you're not asking me? Huh. Right. No, we're enemies <laughs> during this podcast. Right? But it's just, I don't know. I just think this is a really fascinating topic because they are so similar, but they are so different at the same time. Yeah. Like if you were talking about a band that was more, two bands that were more similar, you couldn't really do this argument. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But they are just similar enough and just in the same era that we can actually say like, I don't know, this is kind of better than what they do at this point, but they kind of have them on this, blah, 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 blah. Right. Where it's like, I don't know. I don't know if I could do this for a Soundgarden versus a Pearl Jam. Probably. Oh, that you know what so I mean? hard. Yeah. This would be, would be more difficult. Yeah. They, they are very similar. They even sing similarly, uh, Eddie and uh, Chris. So, I, I will say, though, I think that if we're talking about the main grunge bands, I do think that Chris is probably the best vocalist. Yes. I think now. he wins for voice. Yeah, I feel like Chris is the combination of Lane and Jerry. Like, you know what I mean? If if I But he, he doesn't play guitar as well. No. Or didn't, sorry. R.I.P. to Chris. Fuck, yeah. everybody's dead. This is depressing. I, we're going to die. We're going to die after this podcast. Fuck. <laughs> and you can immortalize us. This is this is our... Podcast. You know how um, everybody had their last uh, grasp as uh, they're unplugged? Yeah. This is ours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I So... So Chris definitely wins for that as far as the overall grunge scene. But I think, honestly, I think Jerry might be the best guitarist of that whole scene. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I got to give it to him in terms of like, yeah, technicality and like, I don't know, a lot of feel like, um, 
I feel like Jerry is one of those people who writes a song it's for himself first. Right. And like Kurt writes it for, I got to make this melody. I got to figure out what this melody is going to be. Like right. it's, it's kind of like that, you know, so it's just So about, you're saying Jerry's more of an artist. No, I'm just <laughs> saying how people approach their songwriting skills differently. Okay. Because you can fill a whole album with songs just for you and songs just for the melody. Right. Well, but that's the thing that's interesting about music is like when you're making art for you and then what resonates with the people, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, what is it that you're doing that is so resonant to a lot of people? And that's something that, again, these bands share is that these these songwriters are writing about their pain and their experiences. And that's why people kind of gravitated towards them so much because people in their life that were also going through addiction or whatever, they could hear these songs and be like, Oh, like these people know what I'm going through. Yeah. I mean, I could definitely see like, you know, when you're a kid, you think about the other States and stuff and all the things that make States famous that you see on TV or whatever, but around the grunge era definitely had me say like, Whoa, (laughs) Seattle's fucked up. It's just raining all the time. Nobody's happy. Right? It's like, whoa. That's that's actually really funny. I didn't even think about that. Do you think that if, if um, Alice in Chains in Seattle were from like somewhere sunny, that they would be happier music? Probably. Happier music? I, I think so. I don't know. I, I definitely think so. Like if they were from um, L.A.? No, I couldn't even imagine. It would probably be wilder. If they were from LA, they'd be like freaking like Molly Crew. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they'd just be wild. <laughs> the, let me go with San Diego instead. Because LA, <laughs> I just couldn't imagine. LA is just too Hollywood for both of them. Yes. Like, there's just no fucking way. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, yeah, they would have to be somewhere north of California, like Washington State. <laughs> <laughs> But, okay, so let me think. So what other aspects of these bands should we go over? So I really, it, I think it is hard. I, honestly, I think it's hard to say who sings better between Lane and Kurt. Because Kurt is a really good singer. Mm-hmm. But there's something about Lane's voice that's really hard to quantify. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. There is some, You keep using the word haunting. Mm-hmm. And it really does. Sometimes, especially now since they died, sometimes it feels like listening to a ghost sing to you. Yeah. Which yeah. is really crazy. Yeah. 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 Even, even when I would watch him on stage, I would feel, I'm talking about Lane here. I would feel like I don't know what I'm looking at or who I'm looking at. Like, right. I, I, not like he wasn't impacting me. Like, not like I was uh, confused, but... I was just trying to figure out what I'm looking at. Like, you know what I mean? Do you think that would make you more interested in like what's happening? Like, cause it's like, it's more of a mystery versus like you said, Kurt, like you kind of know who he is more. Yes. So you know what I mean? So like, it's just another thing. It's just like, what, what is your, what do you think is better? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I can even say, cause I'm thinking about the unplugged performances too. And then when Kate, when Kurt came out, <laughs> Kate, <laughs> Kate Cobain in the house, <laughs> When Kurt came out in that green sweater, I, it was just like, it's like a friend in a way. You're like, what is he wearing yeah. today? Like, cause you know, it's like a total, a Salvation, Salvation Army, like grandma sweater that he right. had on. And you're just like, you're, you know what you're looking at. You know what I'm saying? He's right. kind of like tongue in cheek, but at the same time, he keeps it morbid. So you would have to really get into him to know. But with Lane, it's like, it's like a mystery, you know, always, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and that's interesting because I think Jerry is less of a mystery. Right. Hmm, I didn't even really think about that until yeah. now. Yeah, and I used to think Jerry was the leader because, like, he's not. 
a mystery like you know well he kind of is the leader right yeah well definitely yeah, yeah. i mean and he, he wrote most of his songs but lane also wrote yeah so which i think that's another point right songwriting i'm not saying that alice and chains wrote better songs necessarily but i'm saying as a band as a yeah. collective they had more to do with the final output of the song all collectively yeah right? yeah but i mean songwriting it's I like are know. we talking about a band or are we talking about an individual Okay. Listen, he is okay. the band, and the band is him. Hmm. That's how it goes. If you're an artist, you know. If you're not an artist, you don't understand what I just said. Okay, it's plain and simple. So what you're saying is that Chris and Dave don't matter. <laughs> that's that's what she just said, right? That no. y'all heard it. Y'all heard it. They here need first. to be there. Listen, who here sold 75 million albums? Raise your hand. <laughs> Wait, is this Nirvana versus Side After Dark? Is that is, is that what we're doing now? I don't think either of us could raise our hand. <laughs> I did. I sold them. Good for you. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I just think that's another interesting thing to think about because cause it really was, Nirvana really was Kurt Cobain's brainchild, mm-hmm. right? Like, I feel like if he lived longer, he could have had a solo career that was, that could have been just as successful. Yeah, but I would hope, and I would think that he wouldn't do that. Well, that's just speculation. Yeah, it's but definitely I'm, speculation. I, I could see him doing something with just him and Chris, though, and not with Dave, for kind of obvious reasons. But <laughs> <laughs> What reasons? Hmm? He had, okay. he had better things to do? <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, I'm just saying, like, as a, as a band and as a collective, I, I do want to give Alice and Shane a point for that. Because I feel like they're more of a... Um, like a band that's we always say this like somebody that's more than the sum of their parts yeah where i feel like in nirvana obviously it's great but you know what what chris is bringing to the table you know what dave is doing and you know that kurt is doing the heavy lifting yeah but the thing with dave is like you don't always know what dave is doing i feel like dave is very essential in the songwriting as well because the the songs wouldn't have that much life to like Kurt's words and like whatever melody he wanted to do without Dave. Like, I feel like you, you have to put in Dave for the songwriting. You can't really exclude him. Did how many did he really write that many songs, though? Who, Kurt? No, no, no uh, Dave. No, Dave didn't write a lot of songs. I'm talking about the way he approached the drums oh, on the oh, music. Because yeah, you can't yeah, tell yeah. a drummer like that what to do. Yeah, you no, could no, tell no. him you want it at a certain tempo and stuff like that. But that drummer, like that guy, Dave Grohl, he helped. He made those songs as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, look, we already gave him the point for drumming. Uh, no, okay, he gets I did for even... songwriting too. <laughs> mm, I don't know. That mm, not so sure about that one. Mm-mm. I don't know. <laughs> Because then again, you think about like um, Lane and Jerry as a songwriting partnership. Yeah. Had a lot more impact on the final sound of the songs than I would say probably that Dave had with Kurt. Because Kurt, Kurt had most of the vision of what the songs are going to be. Yeah. You know, obviously Dave is going to add more life to it. And he's going to make, he's going to bring the song up a certain level. Yeah. But as far as the actual like, like the genesis of the song. Yeah. Like the idea of where the song came from. Yeah. I feel like Alice in Chains as a collective had more to do with that. Well, Genesis is the beginning of a book. Okay. What about the exodus and the revelation of the song? The Dave part. What about that? The exodus? <laughs> what about the exodus? What about the Proverbs? No, I'm just kidding. Dave is Moses. <laughs> and he led the song... He parted the sea and led the song out of Egypt. <laughs> yes, he did. 
And that's why we love him to this day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I just have to put him in there. I, and honestly, because if his drums weren't in there, I don't think the song, I mean, the song could be great, but it wouldn't be as like huge. And I'm not talking about huge in terms of sales and in terms of like global impact. I'm talking about fullness and hugeness, just bigness of the song. What the song makes you want to do when you first hear it has everything and yeah. has a lot to do with the drums more than 50 percent no 100 percent as far as the sound but is that the same as songwriting though because let me let me let me throw an example at you mm-hmm. um think about beat it by michael jackson yeah who somebody came in and played a guitar solo on that song yeah by the name of eddie van halen mm-hmm. and clearly the song is better because of that yeah but is he a songwriter of that song because of that he gets a credit did he I don't, know I don't if he even did, think but he, he did. should get well because they didn't want anybody to know that he was on it. But you see what I'm saying, though. Yeah. Because obviously the solo made the this whole song way better, but he didn't create the song. Right. Like the template, the canvas of the song was already there. Okay, you want to give him uh, a songwriting credit? Let's just go into production then. What about the production credit? <laughs> Wait. Nirvana <laughs> wins for production. Did they produce the shit? I don't. I don't Nirvana know. Geffen produced it shout out to geffen <laughs> shout out to the geffen records and uh who, I, I don't who's know. allison chains even signed to warner i could have sworn i saw a geffen logo for them too were they also geffen i could have sworn i've seen that but don't don't quote me on that but i feel like geffen was everywhere and i feel like he was there this is the thing this is this podcast is actually sponsored by geffen records <laughs> and this whole thing is just elaborate ruse to sell more re- albums for both of them so that we can get more money from geffen records <laughs> exactly thanks uncle dave so yeah so we just wanted to be you know transparent and upfront about that <laughs> but I don't know. At the end of the day, it's like we're saying, like, it, it, this is all objective. Yeah. Obviously, we're just talking shit. We're having a good time. But it's really impossible to say who is better. I mean, that's yeah. all That's all music, really. Yeah. But it's just, it's a fun thing to talk about because it, with the whole grunge thing, to be honest, it's kind of annoying how we have to think of these bands together. Yeah. Because they don't, the only thing is they came from the same city around the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, if they didn't, like, if, if Alice in Chains came from fucking... Chicago, we wouldn't be talking about this. Yeah, and it's like it kind of makes you think. Is like, is this just like the a media thing? You know what I mean? Uh, possibly because back in those days, you could easily love Alice in Chains and hate Nirvana, like absolutely abhor them. Like there was a division between mm-hmm. who liked what and what. And now, like you're saying, now we kind of like, oh yeah, I listen to grunge, I listen to Nirvana and Alice in Chains. Yeah, and back then it wasn't as easy as that, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Uh, I blame the media, too. I blame MTV. Let's keep blaming them. Damn it, MTV. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just it's just such, such a weird thing. Because they always try to... Everybody always tries to put music into boxes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the artists... I mean, they shouldn't ever really think of themselves in the box. Right. They shouldn't think of themselves as a man in the box. <laughs> <laughs> enough all right (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean so i don't know it's just it's just an interesting thing like it obviously this all comes down to preference Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. obviously like we said at the beginning we both love both of these bands right but i do honestly find myself as i get older i find myself going back to alice in chains more often than i do to nirvana Mm -hmm. so just just to be real like not even as a joke like i do i listen to nirvana a lot but i sometimes i just get into like 
modes where like I'll just listen to Alice in Chains nonstop for fucking weeks. Like and it's like I feel like I've I discover something new in their songs all the time. Mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. I don't know if I really feel that with Nirvana. I know what you're saying cuz well cuz they're more mainstream, they're more like on a pop level. So it's like they're going to they're going to fire certain cylinders which just have you in a pop like mood, not really in a <laughs> contemplative type of mood. So it just depends on like where you want to be right at that moment. So yeah, I I know what you're saying. Um I definitely know what you're saying on that one, but you know, pop wins anyway. Point for Allison Chains. Pop wins. Pop wins. Pop wins because why? Because they sell more, right? Because that's all that matters, right? Is who sells more, right? That is all that matters. Five times platinum. What took you so long? No. <laughs> that is funny though. That is so dope though that they could put out a record 30 years ago and it just goes five times platinum now. Yeah. That means people are still into it, and it's still not. Into it. It's not a fad. Yeah, and you, I mean, honestly, I'm just saying, just to be fair, you don't really need to mention how many times you went platinum if you're the first EP ever to, you know what I mean? Like that, you've already made your historical mark, so you're okay. You know what made me laugh? Um, This this just happened that they hit five times platinum on that album, and somebody was like, finally, they get their due. And somebody, I saw a comment, was like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) They were four times platinum before this. Like, it's not like nobody knew about it. Like, what are you saying, dude? People just want to say stuff. Like, Yeah, people just love to say shit. But I just think that's just a cool, you know, showcase of how impactful that they are as well. Yeah. Because we don't have to really talk about how impactful Nirvana is because everybody knows. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't. So just just to be fair, again, like I am trying to be, you know, give credence to both points because they are both amazing bands. Yeah. But like both of them are kind of timeless in a way. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I don't know, because in the end, Nirvana definitely had more of an impact on the music industry. Mm-hmm. But some could say that's a bad thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's like we were kind of talking about like Nirvana was like the first band like alternative band that became like really mainstream. Mm -hmm. And now I always think about this all the time. Like when I'm, I've been thinking about this almost my whole like music listening life. Like what is an alternative band now? You know what I mean? uh, Like anything could be pop. Like what is alternative? Like anything ever since Nirvana, like it's just, it's all rock music. You know what I mean? Yeah. Alternative bands now are bands that aren't, corporate <laughs> or aren't on a corporate trajectory would you say that's a good thing or a bad thing uh, that would be an alternative band i would say that's a good thing you know me don't get too big on me <laughs> right so you're saying that allison chain is better no, no. <laughs> now in this time in 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 the 20 2020s maybe they might be better but back then and for all time <laughs> oh, okay. backtrack backtrack <laughs> Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how much longer we should talk shit because now I'm starting to feel bad because I fucking love Kurt (laughs) and I wish Kurt was around longer. I know. Oh, man. And and the songs are so good. Yeah. And just the songs of both of these bands are so good. And it's just it's just a fun thing to talk shit. Sometimes we just like to talk shit. okay? (laughs) And we really want to hear what you guys think. Like, this is not like we're not saying that just to say it like we're really curious. Like, what is like the music? Because if you're talking about just like the general public, Mm -hmm. more people are going to say Nirvana. Yeah. Just because they sell more. Yeah. But if you're talking about like people that are actually like super like into music. Yeah. Like music, like real music fans. I'm really curious like where those people kind of fall on the spectrum. Me too. Me too. Um, 
I can't help but think that this is why the Stones are better than the Beatles. But... Um, that could be one. That could be a podcast. <laughs> I'm definitely picking the Stones on that one. Are you sure? <laughs> are they really that good? Just or? a little bit sure. Uh, I mean, how many records have they sold? Have the Beatles sold more, right? No, hmm? no. Oh, wait. Oh, so you're saying you don't have to sell more to be good. That's interesting. You do have to sell more oh, sometimes. Okay. I don't know. Interesting. But yeah, no, at the end of the day, <laughs> the bands are great. Tell us where you stand. Yeah. Tell us which of our points you agreed with or disagreed with. Correct. Because we said a lot of things yeah. that might not really be true. <laughs> yeah. I agree with my points. I agree with everything that I've said. <laughs> Nothing is hyperbole. <laughs> Nothing was said just for entertainment. <laughs> All opinions expressed are completely my own. <laughs> and whatever they say on the disclaimers. <laughs> but yeah, no. Tell us where you stand on this. Um, yeah. Thanks for watching. Thanks for being here. Thanks. We appreciate you. Um, if you are watching, you're probably kind of a music maniac yourself, so I'm sure you probably have some good points, right? If yeah. you, Especially if you made it all the way to this point of the yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Imagine like all the people that are like Nirvana stands that like got pissed off at me five minutes in. <laughs> they're like, this fucking guy. He, how is he going to disrespect Kurt like this? How are you? No. I never did that. <laughs> Nothing but respect. <laughs> so yeah. So again, thanks for being here. Um, if you want to support the uh, podcast, check us out on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/MusicManiacs, and you'll get credited as a producer on every episode, all the videos that we do over here. And until then, until then, we're Side After Dark, yeah. aka the Music Maniacs. We are, and we'll see you around. See ya. I'd give anything to not hear you whine and cry about.